on. It's like <laughs> going to the eye doctor when you're like. Johnson. And we're joined here today by the incomparable Katie Novotny. Katie Novotny. No. Hey guys, it's so great to be here. <laughs> How do you say that? Novotny, I said that right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I just want to make sure we really drive the name home. Novotny. So that by the end of the episode, everyone can't get your name out of their head. Novotny. 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 It rhymes with botany. Yeah, yeah. but people think it's Novotony. And it's not. Oh, Novotony. I didn't think that when I read it. I thought it was Novotny. I just thought you said it weird, but you didn't. You're perfect. You think I say everything weird? <laughs> uh, anyways, oh so we are lucky enough to have Katie here on the show. Yeah. And you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. Fucking bow down. <laughs> we are, because Katie is a great comedian, person, lover, writer. Mm-hmm. What other mm-hmm. I mean, things I just, did you use to describe I, I'm yourself? I'm a really good cousin. A good cousin? <laughs> a really good cousin. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I just met Katie today. I can tell you you're a good friend. You've, you're basically a counselor. <laughs> you're, basically. Good at, you're good at going to the potty when you need to. Yes. On demand. <sighs> On demand. Yeah. We forced her to pee before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> we shall not be interrupted. <laughs> I also have me in diapers, but I'm not going to say that either. It's a Stockholm Syndrome situation we have going on. If anyone can hear me, I'm at 26. So, the reason Katie's here is she has watched the last 90 seconds of Quentin Tarantino's movie, Pulp Fiction. And she is going to tell us, per if you haven't listened to our podcast before, what she's going to do is, based off of those last 90 seconds, she is going to tell us what she thinks the rest of the movie might possibly be about. Mm-hmm. This is a 1994 movie, which is kind of, we've had this pocket of 93 to 97, <clears throat> a lot of movies from that, in our yeah. show. Why... So that leaves us, why have you not seen this movie, do you think? Because some people have said, like, the 90s are kind of, you know, a a blur for them. Some of us weren't born, um, so that's all a blur for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You weren't born in the 90s? You were born in the 2000s? No. (laughs) You know, I was two years old, I guess, when this movie came. I was born. I was born, born too. I was, like, six. I was born in 2000. I was six. I was six when this movie came out. I think that there is, I mean, I'll answer for you, Katie. No, I'm kidding. I have older an older brother who I used to watch movies with and I wasn't ready to watch them yet. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. lot where I watched them and I didn't really know what was happening and then I didn't ever revisit them. So I don't really remember them. So See, this would have been one of those. I think that's part of the, that's a good thing to add to my theory. Uh, well, I was the oldest in my family. Ooh. So I was six. And then I was like super into just like rom-coms and Disney, obviously. Still am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Still there. Uh, hasn't left. Uh, but the mm-hmm. other part of my theory is, like, I haven't dated any 
once like seriously in a really long time. I feel like that's definitely a movie that a dude would be like, oh, babe, you haven't seen Pulp Fiction? <laughs> like, oh my God, like, come on, we're going to mm-hmm. watch it. And then I'm going to watch one of your movies and then we'd never watch my movie. And like, but like the, like the last time wow. I did date someone like seriously was like, he was, it was like my early twenties and that was long distance. So that doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, the time before that was high school boyfriend. So it was like, Here's Happy Gilmore, and here's like Caddyshack. It was all like very sophomoric films. Oh, God. So we didn't well, really graduate golf. to, yeah. You weren't dating a real film buff. <laughs> I wasn't really dating a real film buff. Was there a movie for the guy in the in your 20, early 20s, The Distance Guy? Um, we watched uh, something in Spanish because we dated when we studied abroad in Argentina. Oh, cute. Was he Argentinian? No, he was from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> So the exact opposite wow. of Argentinian wow. is Boston. I'll take this opportunity to say that when I first started dating Michael, he hadn't seen Newsies. Mm-hmm. And I introduced mm-hmm. him to it. And High School Musical. We watched that a lot. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Soul in my end. And it was Michael's actually actual story. He quit basketball to get into theater. So oh I thought my it was God. very meta. That's, it, well, it is wow. meta. Okay, wow, so wow, Pulp wow. Fiction specifically, though. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait. Mary, do you have one? A uh, movie that have a man a has forced me to watch? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, okay, so I think the one that comes to mind is I had a high, a high school boyfriend who kept trying to make me watch that movie that I'm forgetting. I think it's called Armageddon, where they do the, I'm leaving on a jet plane. Mm-hmm. Never nope. seen it. Then they do. I know uh, that I song. could stay away. Yep. Just to hear you breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that was one that he tried to make me watch numerous times. Wow. Yeah. And oh. I was like, I will not be told what to do by you, man. Oh, good for you. Well, I was not like that until I married, very recently. <laughs> yeah, I married my first boyfriend, basically. But also, Michael forced me to watch The Cranks, Christmas with the Cranks, and I hated it. That's a <laughs> weird one to feel passionate about. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> Holiday movies, are, I feel like, are an exception, because whatever you watch yeah. growing up is like, you haven't seen mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. like, Same Jack Frost? Yeah. And you're like, that's a fucked up movie. It's really bad. It's really Sting. bad. Who is it? Uh, not Sting. Who plays the dad? Kevin, no. There's so many bad holiday movies, but when you watched them as a kid, they're good, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Few hold up, few hold up. But like, if you watched one over and over again every Christmas, I mean, it represents the feeling of Christmas time. So of course, you think it's a great film. Mm -hmm. He also showed me Goonies for the first time, which is, I think, better. He obviously, but I hadn't seen it. Did you a service there? Yeah, for sure. But. Watching it as an adult is not my favorite thing to do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pulp Fiction specifically, uh-huh. do you did it as it just you just missed it? I missed it, and also like I am not I, like movies and or TV shows that are high intensity from a violence and or anxiety inducing standpoint. I tend to avoid because I have a natural just I just I'm naturally in. I'm naturally violent. No. <laughs> I'm naturally a violent person. I might be inspired to commit the crimes. Yeah. I, have to, I just have to set boundaries. You know, I've got to stay away from them or else I will cause harm. No. But Again, like, if you want to know where we are, <laughs> check the show notes. But, like, I just, I don't, I, like, 
I won't watch that alone. That's a movie. Like, so you I don't, I'm not going to choose to watch that by myself. Yeah. Kind of thing. Sit down okay. Sunday night. Like, yeah. Have a long week. I'm going to exactly. watch like, some violence. Yeah. I'm not really, that's not really, like, I'm going to watch, like, the TV show for the millionth yeah. time. I've never <laughs> seen that. It's not many people have. Well, a lot of people. I've heard about it's it. It's one of my favorites. But Ooh. it's like, I just. Noted. It's not like a, like I know, I've watched a lot more TV shows than movies, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, more, like, I know, I know, it's on my list of like, I should watch all of these kind of things. But I just like, when am I, when am I in the mood for that? To be fair, this is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, and and also to... Yeah. To be fair, TV shows are better than movies. <laughs> and we're in the golden age of television sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some say that. Uh, so you do know it's about violence. So tell us everything. She knows too much. <laughs> tell us everything you know, like what actors you know, any fun facts so that we can know where you're starting from. It's pretty much a blank slate. I know oh, it's oh, yes. I know it's like Tarantino and I know it's Travolta and I know it's Jackson. And like that's like pretty much it. But have you seen any other Quentin Tarantino movies? Yeah, I have. Which which ones have you seen? I saw. Um, I'd have to see Kill a Bill. I didn't see Kill Bill. Inglorious Bastard. I saw Inglorious Bastard. Yes. I didn't see that. I saw. Do you know how to spell Tarantino? That's a, that's something I learned t- this week. Like tarantula, mm-hmm. but Tino. Yeah. He's what else? horrifying he looking. Um, <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> I'm scared. I, I do not ever want to know what's going on. I was having a conversation today, and I was like, yeah, this you know, shithead Tarantino. And they're like, is he a bad person? I was like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the movies he writes are pretty indicative of what's going on in that big old noggin. Yeah. That big forehead. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, also so messed up. I feel like I'm has that. three movies. Yeah, I didn't know three. that. I yeah. never saw Glorious Bastards. I think that Reservoir Dogs Pulp Fiction are his two most famous and mm-hmm. they're two years apart in the early nineties. What were what, what are more? I think Django. I, I saw that. Jane I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His three unannounced released like movies that are like already made. It's freaky. Like coming out in twenty nineteen or later. I was yeah, he hasn't released one since the Hateful Eight. Oh the Hateful Eight. Eh. There you go. Uh, Django, Kill Bill, Glorious Bastards, Death Proof, Grindhouse, Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs, CSI. He wrote some TV. Well, I think Reservoir. <laughs> I've seen all of his CSI oh, yeah. work. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs seems to be his first jumping point, and he often, you know, writes and directs and like Acts. has cameos. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so he's he's when he does a thing, it's a thing. Like yeah, he's is. fully yeah. imprinting on it. Yeah, he casts himself. Which I find fascinating in in the most uh, racist characters, mm-hmm. which I'm like, mm-hmm. what's that about? What is it about? Yeah, he wants. It seems like he's giving himself a platform to say the n word a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is interesting. <laughs> Makes one thing. Uh, yeah, about so, character. Katie, don't think too hard. Who's a better actor, Morgan Freeman or Samuel L. Jackson? Go, Morgan Freeman. All right. All right. Cool. This was a discussion last week on mm-hmm. Shawshank Redemption. Is Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. a good actor? Yes or no? <laughs> someone, someone, someone says no? Some well, like I might have been like trying to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. because he narrates all of Shawshank and I was he, so sick of hearing his he voice. Does, he might, that, I mean, maybe that, maybe the narration is like, uh, is 
is disguising itself as acting. Mm-hmm. I could see that argument. But I also but that's really why like I like him. love him. Yeah, I like yeah. him. A also, lot he too. was God in Bruce Almighty. I know. <laughs> and so, that was when I got my first kiss. So just <laughs> he cemented up cemented there. in there. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, that's a great. Mine was when a stranger calls. Oh, what? so your first yeah. handhold was saw, and your first <laughs> same kiss. person, same person, and it was like what a week were apart. You guys doing well. That also explains Jeez. the juxtaposition of High School Musical. Like you needed something to balance it. Well, this is a different person. Yeah, but like just but yeah. yourself in general. Oh, Michael, don't listen. Yeah, Michael doesn't know that oh, I kissed someone else in no. high school. Oh, oh no. no! It's really revealing, Julie. Speaking of men like trying to get you to watch movies, I think the guy that you were dating made you watch horror movies so that he could make moves on you. Yeah, because he's like, I think ba- that was he's it. like, you're trying to be scared and stuff. Yeah, now I hate Baby's horror scared. movies. Baby's Baby. scared. Kiss my I'm just gonna put my arm around you. I had braces at the time. Yeah, and then he put his hand up and said. What? Whoa! He whispered it in the movie. Wow! And I was like, "What? Why? I don't get it." I have braces, so that's all I was thinking about. There was a guy like, going into <laughs> freshman year of high school that, like, I we had like a, like we were like crushing on each other, and he invited me to the movies. We had he had braces. We both had he had braces. I didn't, but he invited me and he and me and was like, "Just so you." He's like, "You probably shouldn't eat any peanut butter tonight." I'm allergic. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's, that's hot!" So oh hot. my god! I was like, "Yes, let's go!" You're like, <laughs> "You're like, don't stop. Keep telling me what I shouldn't eat so that you don't have an allergic reaction." I was just like, "No, oh, I will go into straight up anaphylactic shock during pirates if you do." So, wow. you either want to make out, so you want to take a trip in the ambulance. <laughs> and I was like, "Well." more time with you in the ambulance. <laughs> was this the Bruce oh. Almighty kiss? No, different. Oh. Mm. Uh, okay. What a Claire. Apart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm such a slut. <laughs> well, since you don't know much about this movie, I'll take this opportunity to jump right into a few bits of trivia. Yes, I would love to know something about it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a couple things. Yeah, yeah this, these are going to be really helpful. This movie is 1994, and it was direct, directed, well, directed by Quentin Tarantino, which we already... Um, established, but I just think it's important to point this out that he's crazy, but also (laughs) like he's, he's so, he's such an artist, you know, and like this movie's like, I think of it as like a piece, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't even think of it as a film or a movie. I'm like, this is a piece. Would you think of it as cinema? (laughs) Is that a thing? Sure. Yeah, I do. For sure. Film, movies, cinema. Mm -hmm. Let's, Think about the difference. We there truly is. It, there truly is. But is that a real thing? A cinema? Cinema. Cinematic like, masterpiece cinematic. has a different weight yeah. than just like, oh, it's a movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Well, then sure. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, he's in it. But his cameo in this one, I think, is it longer than most of his cameos? I would say so. Like, he has like a character in yeah, this movie. Really? He's a legit character. Which I wanted you to know about because in your storytelling, maybe you could like pick who he plays in your version. Okay. Um, this one is funny. TriStar is a production studio, I guess? Rejected the script. Famously, apparently, because they said it was too demented. Mm-hmm. And then I just think this is really funny that the person who was enthralled by it and ended up producing it was Harvey Weinstein. No Ooh. fucking way. Yeah. Oh my god. Shut it down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so just know that like whatever it happens in this movie, he liked. <laughs> okay, if that guides so, you in any way. <laughs> so, um, and then just some like you know facts. It was nominated for seven Oscars. It won for screenplay, which I think Harvey runs the Oscars, right? So that checks out. Yeah, yeah, that feels right. Um, the word "fuck" is said two hundred and sixty-five times. Wow. <laughs> it's really inappropriate. Wow. So your challenge is to use the word fuck just as many yeah. times in describing it. All right, next fucking scene. <laughs> so that's I my trivia. I was nervous to share the TriStar one because it felt like a giveaway, but I had to. What's that like a giveaway? I don't know that the script is demented and that Harvey Weinstein likes it. Seems like a lot of information. <laughs> well, Katie's not in Harvey Weinstein's brain, hopefully. Oh, no, please, not anymore. Please, God, no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> all right, uh, so that's I'd all for me. i further along in my career. I'm just kidding. I'd be exactly the same place. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like he's farther behind now. Yeah, like he's yeah. for sure. He's setback. He's never, never going anywhere. He's, he's never anywhere. digging himself out. I'm in the out. middle of the staircase. Now he has to build the stairs. <laughs> he has you to, know, he's in, locked uh, in a fucking basement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all for me. I'm gonna go to bed now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Say good night. Um, now it's my turn. Uh, I'm going to give you a few, uh, reviews. Okay. Uh, Should I be taking notes? No. No. Okay. I mean, you can, but you you don't have to be. Feel free. Um, these are intended to be, you know, helpful as well. Um, very enlightening. Um, they're all from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, our sponsor. Yeah. Our unofficial sponsor. Mm I am DB too, if we could get them up, up in here. Up in here. Um, so this first review comes from a top critic. I always give one top critic review. This is Carrie Rickey. Mm-hmm. You know her? Oh, obviously. Yeah, from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've read all her stuff. Yeah, she's a you, How I mean, can you not? Like, listen to know? this language that she... Okay, here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do it in the voice of Carrie Rickey, just based off of her picture. She has a very toothy grin, so here we go. <laughs> Whether you call it razzmatazz, pizzazz, or sizzle, Pulp Fiction's got it. Enough style for a dozen movies, and truth be told, enough story for five. Wait, Whoa. what is the very opening of her, whether you call it? Whether you call it razzmatazz. So three, three different people used those three, like she heard those three words when she came out. Someone was like, that was razzmatazz. And someone else razzmatazz. was like, that was sizzle. Was that? Sizzle. It sounds like the beginning of like a jazz concert. She's like, all of yeah. you, can I write yeah. a review using your words? Razzmatazz, pizzazz, sizzle. Uh, so that's okay. Kate Ricky's like jazzy review, mm-hmm. uh, and then let's get into some plebeian reviews. This is very, it's very classic Carrie though. She's, classic she Carrie. uses she a lot of musical that. undertones in, right? in her writing. It's she just, yeah. always does. She does. She, oh, classic mm-hmm. Carrie. And classic, classic Carrie. Classic Carrie. Yeah. Um, this next review comes from somebody named Egg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Egg P. Um, <laughs> give it five stars. Mm-hmm. And he said. Do people who don't like this movie exist? <laughs> okay, Egg. Okay, Egg. Thanks, Egg. Also, it's clear that Egg wouldn't want to be around those people anyway. Right? <laughs> what he's saying is, if you don't like this movie, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Or, like, if you don't like this movie, do you even exist? Or yeah. do people... You, there's so many ways to take it. Very existential. Yeah. Existential. No. Instagram handle, do you even exist? Um, William D gave it four and a half stars and said, It's that movie, and yes, good. 
<laughs> okay, Billy. <laughs> okay, Billy. Thank That's exactly you. what I said when I finished it. Um, <laughs> it's that movie. And yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, good. Uh, Elisa W. gave it four stars and said, The hair says it all, even back in the day. Mm, Today it's all the same, even for the genre. Everybody loves this film, but for me, yet I am watching at the moment. Why? Wow. She just did a very general, <laughs> general <laughs> sentence spitball. Like, again, all of these reviews could be like spoken word. Oh, for like, sure. The hair says it all, even back in the day. Today, it's all the same, even for the genre. Everybody loves this film, but for me... Yet I'm watching at the moment. Why, 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 why? Is it, <laughs> is it capitalized and punctuated? What? The why? That, that, that whole review. It was punctuated oddly. I won't get into it. All right. Uh, but gra- grammatically incorrect. Um, uh, here's a, re- a really good one by Fernando B., uh, who in his uh, profile picture is standing next to what looks like a grill. Cool. Um, yeah. So he's, he's like chill. He's chill. Yeah. Like, but I, I think like this that. feeds into what he's about to say in his review. And it's five stars and it says, on either si- side that you see it is perfect. Mm. On either side <gasps> wow, that you see it is perfect. Whether you're on the top of the grill or the bottom of the grill or on yeah. the left or the right hand mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about flipping a patty, yeah. you know, on yeah. either side. Yeah. But in a movie context, I don't know how that. Maybe, maybe from the audience standpoint. From Quentin Tarantino. From the production. Maybe he was right. on production. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? During it, he was like, this is good. And then afterwards, he was like, it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know what? I'm going to write a review. Still no matter good. where you are. Yeah. <laughs> and this last one uh, by Horvath. Oh, I S. know Horvath. Me well, too. The last name Horvath. Same. Do you know Trey? Do you know Hannah? Guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah? Hannah Horvath? Yeah. Sounds... You know her? She sounds famous. I actually can't place who that is. Me neither. Sorry, Hannah Horvath. Hannah Horvath sounds like a a cast member. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're talking about a fictional person who are pretending to know that. I think we are too. Hannah Horvath? Wait, who's... Oh, shoot. Who is... um, I feel like she was... Oh my gosh, that's the, Hannah's name. It's the in Girls. It's Lena Dunham's name in Girls. <laughs> we all know her. We all knew her. We were like, I, mean, I know Hannah We Horvath. do. Yeah. That's the do. fucked up oh, part about Girls is God. that we do know her. Guys, my reality is so fragile. I'm like, yeah, I know Ross Geller and <laughs> Rachel Green and Hannah Horvath. Hannah Horvath. I love um, you. But uh, Horvath S. Says, gave, gave it five stars and said, very colorful, dominant color red. Okay, so blood. Huge Duh. spoiler. Huge Duh. spoiler. Yeah. I'm assuming period blood, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tarantino oh, loves women. He loves them so much. He and black people. Them. Okay. He loves it all. So, if you'll be so kind, Katie Novotny, 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 Novotny. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> Can't even ask me. Uh, this is the clip that you saw. Yes. And if you don't mind watching it now on mute, 
as describing to the listeners what you see. What I'm seeing? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And spoiler, for those who have not watched the end of Pulp Fiction, have not made it through all two hours and 30 minutes of this (laughs) masterpiece, uh, she's about to describe the ending. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler! Okay, we're opening on an over-the-shoulder shot, uh, and it's Sam L. Jackson putting his his gun in a guy who kind of looks like Nick Cage's face and he's talking at him and he's like pretty fucking pissed and his like perfectly permed Jerry Girl-esque hair is just like cascading (laughs) down his face his nostrils are flaring the guy who looks like Nick Cage has not moved he just uh, cocked the gun uh, or maybe like unclicked it whatever that means and he like puts it down and he's like "Mm, mm, mm." and then Nick Cage like just like is silent again Uh, still silent He's still silent. He gets up, and then Jackson probably pops a jalapeno popper in his mouth and just walks out. <laughs> Nick Cage and his lady friend, who was not in the previous shot, uh, are exiting the diner, and there's a ton of diner people on the like hanging out, watching them. Some of them look like they're slumped over and dead. Some look like they're slumped over and just like playing heads up, seven up. And then uh, Travolta comes in wearing a Santa Cruz tee because he's like super cool and chill, but he looks hot with his long hair. Mm-hmm. And then they're they're walking out like super casually. They're both in like t-shirts and board shorts essentially. Um, and they're like, oh, basically we gotta get out of here. And they're just strolling out. All the diner people watch them go. Um, they look like they're about to do one more thing, but then. Oh, what they're doing is they're putting their guns in their board shorts, mm-hmm. playing it super chill and just casually exiting this L.A. assumed, that's my own assumption, diner. Amazing. And that's the end. Do you think it's his real John Travolta's real long hair? For sure. I think so. It looks good. It does he look, looks so good in it. I have a, a couple things that I wrote down from like my when I first watched it before I got into the um, plot. Mm-hmm. Mm, please, I'll just give you guys some. Give us the rundown. Yeah, yeah. just like off the off the dome. This show you know? is yours. Yeah. So like, my first reaction was like, his name is Ringo? Question mark. Like Ringo, why? Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is or it? We Nick can just call him Nick Cage. Uh, tyranny of evil men. I said not very colloquial. Uh, quote that was like part of the dialogue. Yeah. I think there's some room to, for improvement there. Uh, trying to be the serpent question mark uh again not very colloquial unclear of what it means yeah. didn't really dig in uh right then uh was the girl in the booth that he walked in walked out with there the whole time uh why didn't we see her in the shot mm-hmm. i thought that was poor uh framing mm-hmm. uh is that nicholas cage again <laughs> not sure <laughs> i have a problem with identifying famous people and their names so they all look the same uh yeah why is everyone bent over in the cafe are they dead probably or are they playing heads up seven up? I think it's 50-50. Legit <laughs> forgot that John Travolta was hot at one point. The guns under their shorts are super casual. That was the first thing that I like those thoughts. Um, yeah. Sparking, sparking. Mm-hmm. My my first thought when I see them stick the gun in their board shorts is like when they start walking, they're immediately gonna, gonna fall, fall out. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what is a board short? Like a ba- a bathing suit. Like, but for like Cali, Cali yeah. bros, they were like longer. Oh, I think I would call them um, like soccer shorts. I think that's like what I grew up calling those kinds of pants. Or shorts, chubbies. Those no. are like sh- I think those are like shorter, right? That's like a half yeah. boner. Oh, <laughs> also that. That's interesting. That's why that company is. So when people, women have come up to me and said, "I have a chubby," <laughs> I'm like, 
Nice. They're yeah. like Shorts? cool. Are they? Is it bright orange? <laughs> <laughs> and they look confused. Okay, let's explain. I do think that their soccer shorts look. They, they look more like soccer shorts than board shorts. I think because oh. they're well, shorter and like they looked like they had more like give. Uh-huh. Like they're a little looser. Yeah. Well, also, how could you forget John Travolta was sexy because of Greece? I mean, oh. duh. But like, right? What he looks like right now, you would never see that person and be like, oh, I bet he was really hot yeah. when he was younger. You know when you see those like pictures of old people yes. and you're like, oh, that guy was a smoke show. Mm-hmm. But this guy, but Travolta fucking ruined himself, and we all know that he did. What? Do you know why? Did he Scientology. go down Scientology, plastic surgery. Oh, John. Yeah. He is one person I look at and it makes me terrified to get old. Mm-hmm. I was like, how can you be that hot and then yeah. turn Dude, into Greece that? Was yeah. ni- Do you guys know what year Greece was, if you had to guess? I'm shocked. I think it's like 86 or 82. something. 78. 78? Shut your mouth. Oh my god, he was really hot then. Yeah. Oh, he's so like good in that movie. That movie... Rules, even though it's also super misogynistic and terrible, it's terrible, terrible takeaway. It it's, I mean, it um, will still be good because the songs are amazing. Tell me he more, actually looks pretty good, more. guys. Look, this is the 40th anniversary photo. Oh, he's looking better now. He looks pretty good. I think he went through his. I mean, he went through a rough phase. Oh yeah, it like got, this is what I picture. That's him. weird, but maybe yeah. this, the plastic surgery is settling like a house <laughs> on his face. Shame. Oh no! Yeah, that he is a such bad a phase cutie when he looks like uh, so unfortunate. He's like a newscaster. Uh, anyway, anyway, those are great thoughts. But thankfully, in Pulp Fiction, we still have a reasonably attractive mm-hmm. John Travolta character. John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Also, him and Samuel Jackson. What an interesting pairing. What a great. That's a great segue into what what my plot is. But great. we don't yeah. have to. We don't have to go there no, yet. Yes, we no, do I want to delve in. Um, what they do in together. So that's what my next my next statement I wrote underneath like the initial thoughts was I legit have no idea what these two fools could possibly be up to and mm. how they know each other. Okay? So that's where I I based this entire plot because I wanted I'm a very like emotionally grounded scene worker when I do my improv scenes. You have to yeah. tell me how you guys know each other. Mm-hmm. How do you know each other? I won't that's why I didn't like girls because I didn't like that they didn't seem like they liked each other and they, mm-hmm. you know, like how did you guys become friends? Yeah. So I was like, how did these two mm-hmm. guys be get in this scenario? Mm-hmm. Right? I want to know for so, sure. Let's hold up every one of your scenes to girls. Like, <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> so in girls, this would be Hannah in this role. Okay. Um, this is not, a, this is not very like well thought through. Like it's not very organized anymore, but I just kind Oops. of like, um, I was like, maybe they, like, I, th- I said, maybe, like, based on their casual attire, they were two friends who were down on their luck and decided they needed to get some cash fast because life was unfair to them. And then it got, they got way in over their heads and ended up as the new gang men TM of LA. I only Ooh. assume it's LA based on the rock at the diner. Wait, mm-hmm. okay. Did wow, you say that TM? Was just... Yeah, what like, that? trademark. Ooh, the gang men of LA trademark. trademark. Oh. <laughs> the new gang men of LA trademark. Um, <laughs> One yes, the rock in the diner is so LA, and I didn't. I think subliminally I picked up on that. The rock, uh, the rock just, wall, like the, rock. the the slates. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's very LA. And and two, I'm getting like a Breaking Bad vibe already. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so I was like, okay, so they definitely knew each other from growing up in foster care. 
and Aww. or an orphanage in Los Angeles, like a la Angels in the Outfield, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, so do we get to see a baby Samuel L. Jackson? Does he have his jerry curl? <laughs> and a full goatee? Us- we could, we could, we could, we could. Um, how should I, should I just keep going and then, well, or how do we want to like expand? How do we expand and stuff? It's up to you. Like if you want to go more thematically, that's fine. If you want to like, Mary sometimes says establishing shot, maybe opening yeah, scene. Yeah, sometimes or... I say establishing shot, but we don't even have to go back that far. True. Yeah. I, um, I did say, I have an, I said, I have an idea of the, what the, I think the opening shot is. Okay. And I said, like, it's an over the shoulder shot of someone smoking a cig or something, someone doing something aggressively violent because mm-hmm. it's Tarantino. Just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, very alarming. Um, maybe, like, set against a very, like, calm background. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I like that. And then, uh, I'll I'll just... How about I'll just read through the whole thing, then we can start picking it apart. And, totally. Like, I love, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they they know each other from growing up in foster care. They're down on their luck as they're, as an adult, as adults, right? Um, and then they, like... They, they get they do the first robbery and it's they get su- some cash super fast and then they get in over their heads right um, mm-hmm. but as they stop, start robbing more and more places and getting more and more money they're like getting addicted to the thrill of being bad and like the killing aspect of their new life you know they're kind of getting yeah. carried away right <laughs> um, and I think the fake Nick Nick Cage guy is it Nick Cage though well it's we, not we. We decide to go. We we tell you at the end. Okay. But we're gonna go with Nick Cage. It's for Nick now. Cage. Okay. It's Nick Cage. So Nick Cage like was probably their friend at some point. Like maybe he's from the orphanage too, right? Mm-hmm. Like they all kind of grew up together, and then the, he turned on them once they started killing people, Ooh. and then uh, they slowly figured out that like he told the cops or he was the mole mm-hmm. to the gangs of true LA, and like they're they were getting in trouble because of him. Mm-hmm. So as um, audience members, we side with. Samuel and John, even though they're like the bad guys, in quote, but this guy is actually trying to be the good guy. Yes. Yeah. So like, how could you fucking turn on your friend? Okay. And like, yeah. but that's I I, want, that. I, I I landed there because I was like, why didn't he kill him? Like, there has to be a reason why I didn't shoot him in the face right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, he's a friend. He's a friend from the orphanage. Yeah. Um, Clearly, he's oh, a friend, he's a friend from, the from the orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do that to your friends from the orphanage. <laughs> you know, like you nobody. Do there's not, a code. Yeah. <laughs> There is a code. Nobody There's ever does code. that. Yeah. Um, and like, I have friends that are orphans, so like, I can say that. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, pre- yeah. You know, uh, so, uh, so like, but they didn't kill him at the diner because, uh, like they did the other diner goers because hashtag orphanage. Yeah. Uh, orphanage packed. Uh huh. Um, and then I said, okay, so I like, I don't know where this goes, but I do feel like there's some babes missing from this, like this mm. plot, like of like this initial, like okay, cool, they're out doing all this stuff and robbing and getting all this cash, right? Where are the hot babes? You know, there's hot mm. babes. Where's the love? Where's the love? Like now we know this is Weinstein, so there's definitely hot babes coming in yeah, some yeah. capacity. Yeah, yeah, he had to get them on set somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. um, I was like, because obviously these Jews fuck because they're both like looking good, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they're super. Oh, you mean cool. they fuck women, not yeah. each other? Okay. They just like yeah, no, like they fuck, you know, like there's. <laughs> They fuck. They fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, do they so, like, fuck in beds next to each that's other? That's kind of where this is going. Yeah. Where it's like mm-hmm. I'm picturing like a scene that I can see perfectly is that like there's probably a, a scene of them like post sex with like each has like a total smoke show in mm-hmm. bed with them, right? And it's like super hazy, and they're t- they're smoking cigs and like plot like talking about their next uh, their next their next score. Yeah. Right. Um, and like they're telling 
said smoke show, the woman, the hot babe, um, about their recent heists. Mm. And the, the girls are kind of like, like really mm-hmm. into it, but they're like kind of sad. So, mm-hmm. because it's like such a sad orphanage story, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, can we and, pause for just a second? Can yeah. you give us like more of like their like the stories they're telling her? Like, do they yeah. work for themselves? Like, so I think it's like it's kind of like I'm picturing like them like just like slumped in the in the bed like wrapped in the the sheets, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe Travolta's like, I don't want to kill again. Right? She's like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> they're all four in one. Yeah, they're all and in like, one she's like, her hands like on his chest, just like stroking his like chest hair, and he's like talking to he's talking to Sam, and he's like, we got to figure out a way out of here, man. He's like, but the bit, the next one's a biggest score. Yeah, you know, and they're he's like, I've gotten used to this yeah. life. Well, it doesn't matter. We killed one, we kill them all. You know, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter um, anymore. Morality's out the window. I guess Sam's new name is Mickey. You know, like yeah. they're like whatever. We're here. You know, um, and he's like takes a long smoke and he's like and he's like remember the good old days you know and they when we flash back to the orphanage and they're just like two little mm. kids like having a good old time and uh-huh. very youthful and innocent and then it's a and then we flash back to the the hotel room and where it's just like naked babes and drugs and stacks of money yeah, so we have that juxtaposition looking. of like mm-hmm. shit like you always will lose your innocence kind of thing yeah. um but then this mm-hmm. the they talk about how how hard it was growing up without anyone mm-hmm. to to tell them what to do or wondering where they are yeah they you get know? a little vulnerable for yeah, a second they get a little and the bl- women are like oh. exactly and then that's why they get each of them simultaneous blowjobs they just like crawl underneath the sheets and give the two of them blowjobs. You're oh, not an orphan no more. <laughs> yeah. Simultaneous. You know. Oh I feel like I need God. to plug my ears. Well, Samuel L. Jackson yeah. and John Travolta make eye contact with yeah. each other. <laughs> they're like, they're like, I can't wait for tomorrow. And Samuel, you know, they keep discussing they keep, plans. Samuel yeah. Jackson's like lazily like flipping through TV channels yeah. while he's like yeah, having that. For sure. Maybe we hear like. So, uh, the the hotel room people have next to them having sex too like there's a constant like uh-huh. banging on the on the walls nasty you know place. it's disgusting and they're like <laughs> we're all banging in here denying yeah <laughs> yeah he and, like, pounds his fist on the wall he's like hey you it cut it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey Michelle would you cut it down for just a second you know um, and she's like not tonight Johnny <laughs> and then they keep going they have a 30 minute conversation yelling through the wall <laughs> yeah and like like obviously the dialogue is very transactional but that's the point because what's happening around us is so emotionally draining and, mm-hmm. and like very just is very intense for like that, that difference of like what they had and where they are now right yeah and then we like cut to like smash cut to a bright sunny day with two of them two of them like like talking about like what happened last night over coffee, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just like, "Well, that was fun." Uh, <laughs> well, we, like, I wish we could just do that forever. And he's like, "You know, soon we will be able to, Johnny A. You know, soon we will be able to." I don't know why Sam Jackson's from the, from the Johnny 20, A. Johnny A. He's from the Bronx, I guess. Um, wow. Um. So like, that's kind of like one of that's like a nice like one two scene punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh. One, I definitely want, I, like, I also have them, like, kind of, like, walk in around, like, on the L.A. boardwalk talking about, like, maybe they're, maybe they're, like, from an, I don't know when this happens in the, in this plot, but they're definitely, um, like, wiping blood off their hands, like, on the L.A. boardwalk from, like, their recent kill mm-hmm. and being, yeah. like, cool, 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 mm-hmm. like, we got more money, 
uh, like it's we're, like once we hit this next one, like we'll be done and we can get out of here, you know. Mm-hmm. And then as they're doing that, and like one of one of them, like Travolta's like definitely like just like popping some like like boardwalk food, you know. And while mm-hmm. while Sam is like ripping his bloody hands away from the crime they just committed, it's like yeah. heinous crime they just committed. And then like a pair of a uh, young whippersnappers that are like resemble Sam and John from like they look like them but younger, they're, like five like five to eight years old. And they're like walk. They pass them on the boardwalk, and they're just like they don't. They just start to like, they kind of just get quiet. They look like look back, and they're like, "Hey, Mister, can you buy us an ice cream?" And they're like, <laughs> and that for a moment you think they're gonna do it. And they're like, "Get lost, kid!" And then because uh, they can't, they can't be reminded of that innocence right now. They have yeah. one more big score to they fucking do. Can't be do. vulnerable right now. Yeah, and maybe the blood from their hands. Maybe they killed those hot babes because like they know oh, too much. No. I don't know. That's just like a wow. thought I just had. Is that had. like a thing that they do? It's like they discuss their like plans and then they always like plan to kill the women. Maybe not always, but maybe like I didn't think the the transition through enough, but I think maybe like one of the girls got scared. Maybe she, one of them got scared. We don't see oh. this mm-hmm. uh, in that previous scene, but maybe she ends up calling the cops and mm-hmm. like to you know, and then they have to kill one of them. That would get us to the bloody sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And they're quit they're good at covering like it's of course. No skin off their back. Yeah, so. they're gonna fucking blame it on Michelle from the room from the room next door. Exactly. Who was eating the boardwalk food? Just two little young whippersnappers. No, no you oh. said one of the two. Oh, uh, Travolta is just popping so like a can we like say a churro. That he's like he's always eating, and Samuel Jackson never is. Yeah, like Samuel yeah, yeah. Jackson's always like cleaning blood off of his hands uh, yeah. while John Travolta's like eating hot dogs. He's yeah, constantly, constantly shoveling food into his gullet. <laughs> yeah, there's a, he's I, already getting ready for his role in Hairspray. He just doesn't know it yet. Oh my god, <laughs> gonna for my next role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you know? I think Brad Pitt is eating in every scene of Ocean's Eleven. Is that true? Oh, that I think sounds it's like a fun fact. I don't know if it's true, but I've kind of been picturing something it's like a that. Really where funny we never trait. see Samuel Jackson eat, although we saw him eat a popper. Saw him eat a jalapeno popper. Only at the end, though. That's, that's the first time that's he the eats the whole he that, the, yeah. He shows that guy grace, and then he's yeah. like, "Now I can eat." Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I can eat again. I have an appetite. I yeah. love it. That's I, that's not like I realize this isn't fully rounded out, so now I'm like. No, this is the fun of like going through and like. Yeah, this is perfect. You're perfect at this. Don't. Is there enough to like go off of? I think so. I feel like there's so much. Do we think that? So we've introduced women into this. Mm -hmm. This is Quentin Tarantino and Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. Do we think there are any badass women in this? Like, so we see women as a as a thing that can be shirked, Mm -hmm. thrown aside, killed off. Mm -hmm. Do we think there's any badass women that come into their life and challenge? You said there was a gang too. Yeah, there is a gang for who is, sure. Who is but the writer? Because I know, because I know the the cover of Pulp Fiction. I know what that looks like. The girl with the bang, the bangs. Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so who's she? So, I feel like she would be a great uh, part of the, like she's in the the gang of L.A. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. she's part of that uh, that threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, maybe. Maybe those are her girls that she sent in undercover that, like, to find out more info. And then, oh, they kind of fucked up. But, like, she now has a little bit more (laughs) intel to go back 
to like her people to be like, I know where they're going to be. I know how we can take them down. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is she like a brothel owner then? Or it's just her girl. You mean her girl, her girls, like her team, her team. team. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Part part of her team. There's definitely more, but those are the ones that we see. I love the idea of a gang of badass women. Right. Being a part of the mob. Right. But yeah, totally. The gang of the mob. Do we, does a gang have a name? Are they like a, it's the gang of LA TM. The gang of LA TM. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody fucking takes uh, No. I'd like to know. Okay, so we know their backstory. They're orphans, which is dark. And then they grow up together in the foster care system, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting because they've probably seen a lot of stuff moving house to house. Um, so I, I'm picturing like a montage in like the teenage years, kind of like a la The Departed. Mm, you could, we could like, work with that. Yeah, where like he's like, he sees something shitty that his like foster dad does and then he like learns from him and mm. he kind of starts to adopt certain like patterns from these foster mm. families um because everyone loves a good like you know planning a heist or like planning like those montages where he mm-hmm. like gets the floor plan and like oh yeah decides when the guy's gonna be gone so he can go in the back door and like ba ba da ba da ba da and then the thing happens and they get their jewels or whatever. <laughs> their jewels. <laughs> their rubies. <laughs> so I see that somewhere. I kind of would like that spliced throughout Ooh. the whole narrative. Yeah. So we're like, we're, we, we kind of get a taste of who they are like every 25 to 35 minutes. And maybe. you're like, oh, that's like, why oh, he... Oh, yeah. fuck. That's like, why he knows how to do that. Because mm-hmm. 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 he lived with the guy who, like, fixed cars, and he... Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so cool. It's like we see them at different foster homes, and they're picking up all of these different yeah. skills yeah. that accumulate into them being the perfect robbing mm-hmm. machine. Perfect robbing machine. He can hotwire a car. Yeah. He can kill a woman. He can do all sorts of he things. He can kill like, a woman. <laughs> he can do it all. Like, maybe, like, right before, like... They realize there's a scene where they're like right about to like they need a hot wire a car and and Travolta leans over to Sammy and he's like, "You got this." And and he's he like, knows. and then it's like, and then it's like we see like the young Sammy do it, awesome. like do the the the, the wires. It's like, yes. zzz, and then mm-hmm. then we cut back and into mm-hmm. to Johnny right. now mm-hmm. and he's like, "I know you did." And mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah! and, and then they go. Go ahead. I was going to say the great thing about this, I don't think this is spoiling anything because he does it in almost all of his movies, is Quentin Tarantino does these title cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Mm-hmm. And, it can, mm-hmm. and we could do like back thing. to chapter two, mm-hmm. like every time he they mm-hmm. show that. Yes. And like it's self-referential. Like when he's like, you got this, Johnny. They kind of, Maybe they even like look at the camera and it's like a winky, like mm-hmm. we're going to do a flashback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a company with like like the Quentin Tarantino like mm-hmm. yeah, kind of, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to call his music that he uses it's it's like, like it's, it's very staccato yeah like, um, yeah I mean I, I was reading a lot about him obviously like in the past week I don't often read about him but it's like uh, most of his pieces most of his pieces <laughs> his cinematic masterpieces are um, pastiche considered pastiche style which I didn't know what that meant do you guys know what that uh, means? pulling from different um, like modes and genres and movies well that's what I like... thought because like a quilt is like like that's what I pictured like a quilt yeah. like pulling from but apparently the thing I, I mean I'm not an expert on this but something about how it's referencing a genre but it's not yeah. satire it's like glorifying the trope 
Mm-hmm. Or like honoring the trope or whatever. So everything's mm-hmm. very like in your face. And I think that's true with the music as well. That's why I brought totally. that up. Totally. Like it's very like, and here enters the carny, like, and it happens. And you're, you're like, that's silly. But the way he does it is so over the top that he's honoring the tradition or the style. Mm-hmm. Hence the, you said like the language at the end is not very colloquial. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. He's referencing like, I think spaghetti westerns are like his big, one of his big like reference points. And, mm-hmm. Like how long they can just stand there and like talk very mm-hmm. unnaturally about things. And mm-hmm. like everybody's like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. And have either of you seen Kill Bill? Yeah. That one is like honoring like the, like, Japanese like cartoons where like blood yeah. is literally squirting out when they like kill someone and he does that in the film mm-hmm. so he'll like cut someone and it's like squirting like <laughs> over and over again and it looks ridiculous and it's supposed to be like the over the top version of like uh-huh. what he's honoring okay, so yeah okay, okay, I like okay. that um, idea I never had read that pastiche description for movies before the vocabulary for today is pastiche. Pastiche. pastiche I thought it meant quilt so kind of does but in a weird could way also mean a kind of quilt um, but I, so speaking of blood, we have this, the gang of LATM, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is there a ultimate kind of like final battle between like, how does, how does their relationship come to a head and yeah, how does the relationship come to a head do you think? Well, the di- the end diner scene, like I was like almost a hundred percent sure that all those people were dead until I saw like some of the extras like moving and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, how does this who gets killed and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and because I, because the, a couple of films I've seen of his, you know, there's like a fucking battle of like mm-hmm. people get murdered left and right. Mm-hmm. Like limbs fly, blood drips, etc. Mm-hmm. So, but the, but the thing that like made me hesitant to even dip into that there, I didn't see a ton of blood on the walls or the floor or anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what happened? happened? And it's like eerily quiet as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so like backing out of that logic, you're like, okay, well, the, what, that, it had to have come to a head in that diner because something fucking huge just happened at that diner. But if it's not like all this, these people with their heads blown off, like then what is it? Mm-hmm. So it has to be, with that logic, it has to be Gangs of New York TM coming in and like, because it's a bunch of women, they're not, they know, they know exactly what they're fucking doing. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna just willy nilly murder people in broad daylight <laughs> with all these witnesses around. You know, they're too experienced. Yeah, and also they're clearly showing grace to Nick Cage in that moment. Right, mm-hmm. right, because Nick Cage go. like turns, like he's the one that goes to them, right? He mm-hmm. like, he kind of like rats them out to the gang. So, right? Nick, yeah, Nick Cage is working with. The gang of LA team. Right, right, You right. said gangs of New York. Did I just know? Which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because that movie, what? <laughs> Who remembers it? Nobody? Nobody watched it all the way through. <laughs> I saw it in the movies. I mean, in the theater. I don't remember any of it. Oh, God, it's so long. Things come to a head in the diner. Yes. Clearly shit goes down, but the women gang 
Um, is too smart. They're too to smart to just have a massacre murdered. in the diner. Yeah. Or also it would be called like the diner massacre or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so so what if we tried to think about like what leads up to the final scene or or what events you know cause the movie to end in a diner? I do think that there's a natural reason that you end up not killing someone that you hate so much, right? Mm. And that reason is, is love. <laughs> right? It's love, sex, mm-hmm. money, or power. Mm-hmm. So, but based on, like, there are, they're already in this, like, money battle, right? And they're already getting sex from these, these other women, right? That they ended up murdering. But, um, it's almost like that cat and mouse game, right? You fall, it's like, you, you, you're chasing these people, you're doing these things, and then because you're getting into their mindset so much, mm-hmm. that you fall in love with their, their mind. Wow. Oh, so somebody falls in love with Uma Thurman? Yeah. And that's why the two Which of them one? don't... Both of them? <laughs> I think it's Jackson. I think Jackson and Thurman are like, they're falling in head over heels for each other. Just like on the back burner. But that's why, that's why there's like, they're putting a stop mm-hmm. to the murder. You know, they're kind mm-hmm. of calling it quits. But there's probably a, a conversation that happens maybe in the car right before or maybe right after that we don't see or maybe it's a phone conversation mm-hmm. that leads us in but it's a it's a discussion between the two of them and being like we're not we can't do this mm-hmm. anymore you know like this is just you're not going to get what you want i'm not going to get what i want mm-hmm. but and we can't be together like we can't be together but mm-hmm. the only way that i can keep you happy and vice versa is if we call this off and she's like, I'll give you your money if you walk away from this town oh. and from this life. Yeah. And you go um, back to the orphanage. And <laughs> you go back, as a 30-year-old man, you go back to that orphanage. Yeah, um, you volunteer your Saturdays there to make up for all the things that you've done. Uh, it, but she, And she's, like, not their boss, but, like, she's the... Whatever, like, what are they, like, on the same level, but different teams of... Yeah. Well, they're, like, they were, like, stealing, like, they were, like, stealing from the gang, like, right? Like, they're, like, when mm-hmm. they're doing all these robberies, they're essentially taking the mm-hmm. gang territory away from them. Mm-hmm. We were gonna rob that bank. Yeah. You robbed that bank. Exactly. So, it's, like, it's, like, all they wanted to do was get more money for themselves mm-hmm. so they could have a better life. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, there's, like, a mutual, there's a respect there. There's a mutual respect. Yeah. Because I'm interested, yeah, I'm interested in, like, how you said their minds click. What is, like... So they've obviously met in person at some point. Oh, yeah. Was it in the past when they were, like, not competing with each other? Or do they have some meeting where they legit, like, sit down and kind of... I picture them, like, sitting... Like, there's, like, maybe in between the second and third heist Mm. or robbery. Whatever whatever thing that they are doing. Whether they're robbing a bank, whether they're stealing, like, gold coins, whatever it is, right? Um... I picture, like, you know, you Jackson walks into the hotel. They walk into the hotel for the night, you know? They're about to, they're, like, they think they're going to, like, order up, find some ladies later. Mm-hmm. But for right now, Travolta's at the ice machine, and Jackson's on his way in mm-hmm. to the room, right? <laughs> and you gotta go get ice, mate. He's chomping on ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, like, Jackson opens the door, throws his keys on the side table, and then a lamp turns on, and oh, it's Uma. Yeah. And she's like, I think we need to have a talk. 
And they sit there for like an excruciating 45 minutes or yeah I mean you know how long the movie is it could literally be 45 minutes they're talking and they're they're having like a very like sexually charged conversation because like they're just Mm. so raw like they're so incredibly attracted Mm -hmm. to each other but they're like I know what you're doing you need to fucking stop and he's like I'm not gonna stop until I get what I want She's like, I think I know what you want. Exactly. My gun's cocked and I'm not going to stop until I get to blow it. Exactly. That's another thing about Quentin Tarantino's language. He, he like intentionally makes these like punchy, like as if it's from a comic strip lines. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. My gun's cocked and you know where I want to blow it. (laughs) I'm not going to blow it until I can slide right in, you know, like that kind of stuff. And it's just, and you as the viewer, like don't actually know what they're talking about. All you're hearing is the innuendo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are they, yeah. So where did they end on things? I don't know what terms they ended on. He talked about his cock as a gun for so long. So long. And she talked about her cock. I'm so confused. (laughs) Uma Thurman does have a cock, to be fair. What is it about Uma? What do you mean? There's something about Uma? There's something about Uma. Uma! It might be her name. Uh, Quentin Tarantino loves Uma Thurman and Samuel Jackson. Mm -hmm. And that's who he loves. Oh, speaking of Quentin... Who is he in your? In oh, your yeah. I forgot. We could just assign fuck. him. Don't say fuck. Can I give you an idea that fuck I had? Fuck, dude. <laughs> Can I give you an idea? Katie, you're not being graded. Don't yeah. worry. I like to think. Okay, here's two options. Um, okay, wait, before that, can we finish the scene of them, like, yes, about to yes, fuck, yes, and then yes, we can, yes. okay, so, like, fuck, that's, like, that's, Knock it away. they have this, like, crazy, like, and, like, every beat, like, the, the camera, like, punches in closer and closer and closer mm-hmm. until, like, they're literally, like, touching, and they have, like, one, like, crazy passionate kiss before Travolta pops in with the ice, and he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, yeah. chomping on Again, ice. always eating things. Always eating things, and he's, that's like, so great. Ice machine was broken. I had to get Johnny to fix it because oh Johnny's the janitor in this world. Uh, and then he notices Uma, and she's like, "I better go." And then they're like, "Holy!" He's like, "Holy shit!" Like, what happened? And then Jackson has to tell him what <clears throat> went down and like why they have to be careful. And like he's like, "Well, t- tomorrow we're doing a third one. Is she gonna fucking kill us? Who knew? We didn't know the gangs of L.A. were on our tra- on our tail, you know." And they're mm-hmm. like, "It's Nick Cage's. Maybe it's Nick. Maybe we have a mole in the operation. And, like, mm-hmm. it's not Nick Cage's fault." But probably the cage and then fall. Johnny's like, I see the way you look at her, because he's like an idiot, but he sees he mm-hmm. sees things. And mm-hmm. Sammy's like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's like, shut up, go to sleep, fool. Yeah, and then click, lights click. out, lights out, and she evaporates. <laughs> <laughs> Uma Thurman is magic. Uh, she's a warlock. That's a great that scene. Scene. I picture that. I didn't see American Gangster. Is that what's called American? What was that? That movie? is a movie. I didn't see it. Did you guys see this? No. With Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence and all no. those famous people? No. <laughs> anyway, I picture that scene you just described as also being an American gangster. I think that scene could it. be in a lot of movies. Yeah, where they're like, <laughs> yeah, in like a motel. Are they in a hotel room? They're definitely in a hotel. They're in a motel room. And the bed is like made and it's like 4 p.m. or something mm-hmm. weird, but mm-hmm. it's dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like daylight savings time or something. Yeah, like do you guys, do you guys <laughs> even have dark jobs? as hell. <laughs> and it's like 4.45. <laughs> uh, like, they like go to bed and then it's like, what are we doing? We have six more hours before we have to go to sleep. Uh, well, thank God for daylight savings, right? Yeah. The sun's at right. 7 p.m. tonight. Yeah. It felt so good. It felt so good. I'm uh, so happy. I'm alive again. Oh no, you want to watch some Planet Earth? <laughs> for five <laughs> <Always>. hours. <laughs> 
Okay, Mary, what are your two options for where we cast Quentin okay. in this masterpiece? I'm actually yeah. going to narrow it down to one because I feel confident in it. Okay. Um, believe in yourself. I, what did you say? I said believe in yourself, I Mary. thought you said blue yourself. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Um, I think Quentin Tarantino. If I am going to fit him in in a, in a stereotypical role that he usually takes on, I think he could be the um, Hotel like front desk manager mm-hmm. oh, that they always stay at the same hotel yeah and he's super racist towards samuel L. jackson and is continually like giving them shit when they uh-huh. check in but like he's fine with john uh-huh. travolta but he's always weird with samuel L. jackson and then he he's, also like lets uma into the room because she gives him sexual favors because he's he wants to film those scenes where he he's like he oh, lets where Uma, he's yeah, it, yeah. Where he's like, yeah, I'll let you into the room if you come back here and like do things to me. And he likes that because he actually is in love with Uma Thurman. Quentin Tarantino, yeah. not the character. Yes, yes, that makes sense. He <laughs> likes to put himself in situations that mm-hmm. make him look like a badass, which I guess in his yeah. book means there's probably like a follow up scene of like him checking in someone else, and she's like giving him some type of blowjob or job. Under. She's, like, she's like job. under the de- she's like under the desk like, just like doing her thing no, super crowded she's a mob boss yeah but she, she'll she do whatever she fucking one of her girls cause sometimes you just need to do it yourself okay. you know you're right. if you're a mob like, boss respect Uma respect Uma she doesn't do anything she doesn't uh, want to do well I do have a question I mean we don't need to like wrap this up if we have more ideas but I do have a question about the title of the movie if you have know. thoughts about that it came, um, it's, yeah. it, I don't know if it's straightforward. I didn't know what the fuck it meant. Pulp Fiction is an actual phrase or a mm-hmm. thing, a title, which I didn't know. Well, obviously it's based on when you're an orphan and you don't have access to regular books that you have to kind of just like put stuff together to make your own stories and read them. Right? Ob- I mean, obviously. I don't That's know obviously what I, I don't it know why means. I asked. Right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just a bunch of random words and phrases from mm-hmm. magazines that you clip out. That seemingly like your stories have been crushed to a pulp, just as if your own, mm-hmm. almost as if your own story has been crushed to a pulp by your parents abandoning you. Mm-hmm. But it's all fiction because you can narrate and create whatever story you want to live the rest of your life. Wow, that's so cool. that's so beautiful. I Do yeah, you... <laughs> thank you. I guess I, I guess. guess I don't know. That's... I guess like I'm a writer sometimes, but I'm I'm crying. I think we could move move mountains <laughs> with this kind of stuff, you know. Like this is like this is like the movies we need to hear. These are the stories we need, we need to tell. Like more male mm-hmm. centered stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now more than ever, we need Harvey Weinstein produced. Mary's male a huge stories. advocate for men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a men's advocate. Yeah, and men tomatoes. Men first, men first and, rotten and rotten tomatoes. Yeah, um, I mean, like, how often do you hear? A story about two little little boys who grew up to be hardened criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glorified for it. Mm-hmm. Also, just to say, I love the idea that they are going to go somewhere. Maybe we don't know. Yeah. But they're going to go somewhere and their love story will continue. The two mm-hmm. of them? The two yeah. of them. It's really what this is at the end of the day. is, a, is a, It's mm-hmm. a love story about friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what you'll do to get you and your friend out of a rough and tumble situation Mm -hmm. yeah and you know they could just go straight to the swimming hole too because of their shorts they could first yeah before they go anywhere they're gonna take a pit stop at the swimming hole hopefully there's one of those long swings or ropes that uh, exist so they can just like 
swing yeah. and jump yeah. in and have and have and a John gale Travolta's time. Like, yeah. If we didn't already know what the end of the movie was, because we just watched it, I'd imagine that the end of the movie is like <laughs> yeah. symphony playing and they're yeah. splashing in the water yeah. together. Yeah. And Johnny's like, maybe we'll go to Boise, Sammy. And uh, he's like, Boise? Why Boise? He's like, I don't know. And he slaps the water back in his face and they and just cackle. And then and then maybe in the distance, Uma's in like the cornfield smoking a cig. And, and Sammy's like, they do a head nod, mm-hmm. and she does a head nod, and then she disappears forever. Oh my gosh. Again, she's I, a John, Again, John yeah. Travolta yeah, does, does a smoke bomb down. She's fucking gone. John Travolta does something silly. The Actually, final... I want to add that to her character. Every time she exits a scene, a smoke, bomb a smoke bomb is bomb. I think the, the end of our movie is better, and it's like, there, John Travolta does one final thing that's like silly. Where he like takes his shorts off and he's like, get a load of this, Sammy! And he's nude on the side. And it's, 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 it zooms just, in on Sammy. He's just shaking his head, looking at the ground like, oh my God. And Samuel Jackson's just shaking his head slowly and the credits roll. And then we just hear like, uh, the last sound we hear is just a like, gun being cocked. And you're like, what? <laughs> <gasps> what? Oh my God, is this an Of Mice and Men situation? Oh no, it is. <laughs> this whole time. It actually this is. whole time. Oh, God. Well, that actually could segue us into the next segment of our show because yes. it is kind of an of mice and men situation. No, uh, <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, a bit, yeah. you really nailed a lot on the head about like the two personalities and like John Travolta is like the idiot who I'm now yeah. calling Johnny Travolta. <laughs> Johnny, yeah. oh, it's Johnny and Sammy. You know, and Sam is like yeah. this old sage. He's like always like reciting Bible verses and like counseling John. Is he like really? that's like really in the story that's what happens really a lot. Yeah. Okay, he That's probably why the I believe the ninety seconds that you watched. Had a reference to the Bible. Yeah, he says mm-hmm. it's Ezekiel fourteen yeah, yeah. around before oh, the cut. You saw, I couldn't. Okay. So he's reciting his favorite Bible verse that he likes to say. Hence why people. the weird language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But very intentional, punchy, good mm-hmm. in good notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point in the show, I'm going to read back to you things that just relate to the real movie. We're not going to rehash the real plot to you because it's boring. We try to keep our listeners. Mm-hmm. Amanda um, will force you to watch it one day. Hopefully. And yeah. <laughs> 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 First of all, I'm just going to say that John Travolta being an idiot, John Travolta Can being only... an idiot, you nail oh. on the head. Uh, he does eat a lot. A lot of this movie revolves around food, mm-hmm. specifically cheeseburgers. Oh, interesting. Which I want a cheeseburger so bad since I watched it again this week. Same. Um... But also, in line with, like, he's always eating slash saying silly things, he's always, like, taking a shit at important moments. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this whole thing where he's reading a book on the toilet. That's a big part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I was going to say, the first bit of trivia that I want to give you that I couldn't give you at the start is that the final scene, Mary, mm-hmm. is not the final scene. Because the movie's not in order. So what? Yeah. Fucking course it is! <laughs> Oh, I should have known. It's so annoying. Fucking piece of shit. Most people. Are you talking com- to Quentin or me? Quentin. No. Oh, Quentin. Most people's complaints. The reason they rated the movie so low on Rotten Tomatoes was because <laughs> it was not in chronological order, and that made people 
apparently furious. Mm-hmm. They're like, I would like this movie if it was, a, if it was in chronological <laughs> fucking order. Again, I have to point out that whenever we read Rotten Tomatoes, that means people are going back on to Rotten Tomatoes to write reviews for movies that came out in the 90s. Like, yeah. Like, Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist. Yeah. And they're taking the time to, like, go back and be like, by the way, this one sucks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Such an interesting pool of people on that. I I would like to watch a whole show about those people. Yeah. Well, we'll hopefully get sponsored by them, and then we can get connected to RottenTomatoes.com. Um... My favorite musical of all time is written by Stephen Sondheim, and it's also written out of order. It's written backwards. It's not out of order. It's just backwards, and it yeah. flopped on Broadway because of that. Like people were so people upset. People can't take it's time so out of good. order. It's the best ever, and people can't handle it. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. is the show? Merrily we roll along. Oh. It's a play. Mm-hmm. Kaufman and Hart mm-hmm. wrote it, and mm-hmm. it's so interesting. It's about like ruining your friendship, and like you you end the show in the when the friends meet. But the first scene is, like, you know that their friendship is fucked. And so you end the show with this hopeful, mm. but you know where it goes. It's but so people good. can handle that in books. So mm-hmm. it's a medium thing. It's, a medium. it's you know, like, yeah. like, I love books like that. Where you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god. Like, the first sentence is like, and she never would ever speak words again. And you're like, what happened? Yeah. What book is that? Is that real? Did you just make that up? Just That's up. so good, Katie. <laughs> she would never speak words again. What? Flip the page. Cancel the plans. Lock the doors. Same with As I Lay Dying, which is told from a different perspective each chapter. Yeah. That's so fun. When it comes to a movie, I think, and probably like a play, people are probably not expecting Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So they can't like wrap their minds around it. Uh This one's just all over the place. Like you never know. You don't know. That that would probably drive me You don't know if like years passed. You don't know. Like Bruce Willis is in this movie. What? And you don't even know like the timeline of him compared to like do you know? I mean, I don't know. Like, because in the... F- yeah. I don't want to, like, talk about this movie too much, because, again, like, you haven't seen it, and listeners are bored. But, like, Bruce Willis, when he's making the um, Pop-Tart, like, is that much later? Because Samuel L. Jackson's... How do you know that it's not out of... How do you know it's out of chronological order? Because John Travolta is... <laughs> Does he die? Is yeah. he dead? Yeah. Well, you said it. You said it. He's you dead, it. and he's yeah. killed... Mid, maybe three quarters of the way through, and he's alone, and John, Samuel L. Jackson isn't with him. And in the scene you saw, Samuel L. Jackson's quitting. That's why the he gangs. Yeah. yeah. He's quitting I think the gangs the Bruce Willis timeline is much later. Later. Right, because he's alone. And John Travolta. But they're not um, heistmen, they're hitmen. Hitmen. But you get, you know, oh, it's in the oh. same vein of they like, work, they have no problems killing people. Right, they're hitmen for like the guy. Who you were describing, like the, the way case? you were describing them oh, no. as like the guys mm-hmm. who were doing the heist, I feel like that, that they're like working for that guy. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uma Thurman is his, she is associated with that mm-hmm. group of people, she is his wife. Yeah. And there the is a scene. The mob boss's wife. Whoa. And there is a scene that you, like, not spot on, but pretty close to the spirit of it, where like Uma meets with John Travolta. And they get spicy. Mm-hmm. In the hotel room? Not they go out house and they go out and they yeah wow like yeah. it's God, the same thing where like he, he can't have her and mm-hmm. um they go out for burgers <laughs> it's casual is that why he gets killed it has Mm-mm. to be Mm-mm. no no he's like babysitting the wife like it's boss's orders mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I could see that being like a Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat situation. (laughs) 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 I know only said that reference because of all the musical references that you had. I was like, she's going to know exactly. We're going to connect on this. (laughs) So we're talking about the Old Testament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Straight up. Say it again. (laughs) Do you remember the musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat when Mm -hmm. she's like, Uses Joseph of like of doing like things coming to her. on to her, even though she was like, "I want to fuck you." Joseph. And he says and then, no, and so she tells her husband to punish him that he came oh, on to her. Okay. This is the Bible, movie. straight up. Which yeah. there's a lot of Bible references. There's a lot of Bible references. It could be a thing that um, went. Yeah, forward. Joseph, your service. Have you ever been in it? Oh yeah, I was a wheat. So <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I've been in it. I was in it once. I, I want to brag to all the audience members. In but it. That's why I asked, because yeah, I was yeah. like, were you the narrator? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm not good enough to be the narrator. Um, I never I have been and never will be. I was in it once, and I was a small child, and I was the in a burlap sack when he gets sold to slavery, oh. and I was like Joseph in mm. the bag. Oh, cool. That's So sick. that the actor, who was a high schooler, could like go like glisten, you know? <laughs> oh like go spritz himself for the jail like, scene. They're, they're <laughs> like, the, the director was like, okay, how, who else can we cast here? We have oh. too many kids. Uh, let's just not have a, a, a baby doll do this. <laughs> we'll get one of the actual children. Put her yeah. in the bag. And I had to kick, because I was like being sold into yeah, slavery. I was yeah, so yeah. nervous about it. It's my stage debut, and my parents worked at that school, and that's mm-hmm. why I got the role. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Uma Thurman is sexy and weird, and bosses wife, and goes on a very famous date with John Travolta. You've probably seen like sh- clips of this, like Maybe. they dance at this weird burger joint. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Weird. Okay, you've seen images of it, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, you like just your. I think that final scenes just are so interesting to hear from the perspective of someone who hasn't seen it because the things you point out, like their outfits are funny. Mm-hmm. And they are because they had to wear them because they were covered in blood and they had to like get hosed off and yeah. take off Fucking their suits. Fucking boardwalk walk. Yep, there's mm-hmm. a scene where they Classic. literally wash blood off of their hands and they're talking and he's like, you're an idiot. Oh mm-hmm. my God. And he oh also has a uh, brain in his jerry curl. Uh, it's so gross. It's such a gross scene, and it's in there for so long. I don't need that. It's too much. No one needs that. Oh, gosh. Um, They do, like, get in over their heads. I mean, the two of them don't really, but, like, the situations that they have to step into to be hitmen for is always, like, people going too far and, like, owing the mob boss. And you never really know the details of, like, the shit that's gone down. Yeah. But stakes are high. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why did he not kill... Nick Cage. Is it Nick Cage? It's no, not. It's Tim Roth. Okay. It's I not Nick Cage. It's, actor named um, Tim Roth. It's not, but I was like, but there's no one is else. Is it Nick Cage? I, uh, two, th- two things you said that I think just perfectly. I'm notorious for not for flipping that. This has happened. Notorious. This has happened so many times on our show where like we call an actor something else for the whole time the plot's being told. Yeah, and then at the end we're like, like and it wasn't Matt Damon. <laughs> and spoiler, not who you thought it was. <laughs> Spoiler, Nick Cage is not in It looks like Nick Cage from uh, the movie where, from, um, fuck, I'm not going to get it, um, where he, like, the baby gets stolen and he's wearing those pajamas. Oh, Raising Arizona. Oh Raising my Arizona. gosh. It looks like Nick Cage from Raising Arizona. He's blonde in that. Yeah. yeah. That movie doesn't really hold up. I rewatched it recently thinking <clears> it was the funniest movie of all time and I was like, this is kind of bad. Um, but you did two things that I wrote down that are just very 
on brand for Quentin. I just wanted to compliment you. Oh, thanks. Um, Compliments corner. Opening scene. I don't remember, Mary. Do you remember what the actual opening scene is? Is it them driving to that first hit? It's them just talking in the car. Yeah. So you said something about like alarm, something super alarming against a very normal, like calm background. And that was just such a good insight because that happens. You just Mm -hmm. had a sharp intake of breath. The actual first scene is um, Tim Roth and his girlfriend in the diner. Right. That's what it is. And then it's them. So they're sitting in the diner. They're going to hold up the diner. And they're planning it. And it's Mm -hmm. really intense and alarming and it's very calm in the the background. So she like got that right. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember that first scene but that happens multiple times in his in this film where something crazy is happening and then it will pan back or pan outside the door and you're like nobody knows like the scene in the basement of the um pawn shop mm-hmm. there's like some seriously like rapey things happening in the basement and then it zooms out and it's like a sunny day and you're just like in a pawn shop and you're classic. like classic it's horrible Okay, so that was one thing. Great, great work on that. Thank you. Thank and then you. there's also a very poignant moment where he's like, "Where do we stand?" And he's like, "You walk away from this town, like literally the line <laughs> you said, where it's like, we 'We'll be cool if you leave this town.'" <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce Willis is like, "Noted," and he like pieces out. Uh, deuces. And there's, like, a very sexy, like, Bruce Willis French girlfriend scene in a hotel. That's so hot. It is hot. Does he talk about his orphanage days and then she gives him a blowjob? He's an orphan. Kind of. His dad dies. Yeah. So you... No, like, yeah. You picked on... There was, like, an orphan vibe that you definitely got into. (laughs) It's not Johnny or Sammy, but Mm. Bruce Willis. And that scene is so good. When he's like, what's up? He calls her all these cute, weird names, like Honey Pie... Lemon pie. Lemon pie. And it's so sweet and so dark. And it's in a crappy motel and like, whatever. Yeah, to get a crappy motel. Got it. Nailed it. I honestly don't know what Pulp Fiction is about. (laughs) It's such a confusing movie. You know what? Your guess is as good as mine. I know what it's... I know the storyline. Yeah, like facts. I don't know what it's... So you guys have both seen it and you're both like, cool, cool, cool. Couldn't (laughs) couldn't give you a long line. I couldn't tell you like, this is what I take away from it. My brother, it's like one of my brother's favorite movies, and I don't get it. I don't get the movie. Like, yeah, when you pu- when you pull away, like, oh, that means like we should always do this, this, and this because when he did this in that situation, like, I don't pull away from it like but at all. Perhaps, hence the meaning of the word Pulp Fiction, which they gave us a definition up top. They do. Uh huh. It- it's like intentionally just bad uh, literature, like bad. Like if you were to cut out a bunch of words from a magazine and (laughs) read it, yeah, yeah, it's just like not intended to be good. And so I think to me, I take that as just like a don't try to read meaning into this. Like interesting, it's just gonna be yeah. But then to me, okay, if we don't know backstory either, that's frustrating. Go on. So like my so wait so the first my first point of that delved us into my entire narrative of why do you know each other and what's the point of this entire movie? He doesn't, there's no, there isn't backstory of why these no, people No, like, you exist. don't know why, you don't know how they became hitmen. You honestly, <sighs> it revolves around, like, two major hits, I think, essentially, the movie. And you don't even know, like, the boss, Marcellus, who's, like, so feared, 
Uma's husband, you don't even like know what he does. That you is don't know what's in the case. Like, because the this... only piece of feedback I ever get on anything I write when it comes to a narrative is, why do I care about these characters? Yeah, and then Quentin Tarantino comes in and is like, it doesn't matter, and everybody's like, it's genius. Yeah, but like, I do fucking care. Asshole. But I do care about the hitman. <laughs> I don't necessarily care about Marcellus because I don't understand where he's coming from, but I do care about Samuel L. Jackson and Martin Martin Sheen. <laughs> he's not in this. I was like, he's. Uh, there are so many no. cameos. Um, but <laughs> Martin Sheen's just like the the chef in the diner. It's like in the back fucking pancakes. Uh, it revolves around these two big hits. I think now that I'm piecing it together in my own stupid dense brain, and like there's this case that they're protecting the whole time. This briefcase to deliver to the boss. It's just so cliche. Like so, the tropes are just fully fledged. And they open the case several times and look at it it's glowing, but you don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. Like they never tell you. you I still don't know. It's okay. ambiguous. But this is the definition that's like flo- that shows on the opening cut: a soft, moist, shapeless mass of matter, a magazine or book containing lurid subject matter and being characteristically printed on rough, unfinished paper. That mm-hmm. like flashes in the opening of the show. It's a bad movie. <laughs> It's like really, really beloved by all. But sometimes I wonder if people like things that are like that break the mold. People definitely do. They They definitely do, and like they like it because they break the mold, and then they'll stand so hard. They'll like put a stake in the ground Mm -hmm. that it's like so perfect because it breaks the mold. When really, like you should get praise for breaking the mold and still making a story that people can relate to mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah it's not just about it's it's too, not just about flash fold. and yeah. like yeah. you can't just i don't think you can just like do flash and different things like you shouldn't be i don't this is probably like controversial you shouldn't just do things to be different like i just want to make it different so because it's different like mm-hmm. give me a reason well, if, I, if you give me the reason i'll care you? even more yeah. but the you thing know? is that to just bring stephen sondheim back into this conversation because why not he, I think, mastered the craft fully. He was like a, a student of Oscar Hammerstein, and he learned how to write like a good like book mm-hmm. and a good musical, just like standard. But then he like learned. He Oscar Hammerstein was like, now go break all the rules, mm-hmm. and like he did it. But he had this foundation of like I understand how a musical works, right, right, right. and that worked. Obviously, right. like, everyone loves Sweeney Todd. Everyone loves these things that like break the mold. But I feel like you're saying when people just, like, jump in and they're like, let's counter it just to, like, shock everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you need to, like, make a good film yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. So to be fair, um, I don't know why I'm being fair to Quentin Tarantino, but to be fair to Quentin Tarantino, he He's is a, he is a, he is fully immersed in, like, like you said, like, Japanese film and Western film, mm-hmm. and he's pulling so heavily from mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. that it's, like, it's it becomes, like, a murky area of, like, yeah. Um, I'm not well versed in those mm-hmm. areas, so maybe he's doing something revolutionary. Mm-hmm. That because I'm not super immersed in yeah, those, in worlds, those worlds, yeah, work, and yeah, totally. To like just confirm, I love watching this movie. Yeah. Like I sat and rewatched it this week to research, <laughs> and I enjoyed every second. Like the dialogue is so punchy and so funny. Mm-hmm. Everything is just a, everything is so intentionally shot. The color, the like angles everything it's so fun so again i don't know what it's about but it's fucking fun <laughs> to watch and unexpected yeah i mean yeah. to play devil's advocate on myself like that is a classic like thing with comedy too specifically because you're like 
you a lot of times you're taught like every sketch has to have a point to it and like mm-hmm. everything has to have like what's your POV? What's your POV? And it's like, oh, can I just can I just like do something that's just funny? Can I just yeah. do something mm-hmm. like like and sometimes the best sketches are just like goofy and yeah. maybe that's a a byproduct of like being a dare I say woman in comedy where it's like I have to always think about what my point of view is when I have to write the things and it's like mm-hmm. I can't just like if I tried to write something that just didn't matter I would get uh, the exact same feedback back mm-hmm. it was like okay this is great. This, well what's your POV but mm-hmm. like a bunch of dudes do it and it's fucking cool we get you yeah. know mm-hmm. like yeah well women don't have point of views well, no yeah. points of view no. point of views points yeah. of points view, of view. <laughs> Passers bias. Passers bias. Um, but I feel like that's also a product of people not knowing how to teach. Or like the only way that you can teach is by teaching structure. You can't teach people how to be funny. You can teach structure though. So you can't go to a group of people like, come up with something unexpected and funny. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like you have yeah. to teach them. They, that's the only like key for somebody from somebody who does like teach writing. I'm like, the only things I can go to are the things that I hate to teach, which are structure. Right. Mm-hmm. Because everything's so subjective. Everything's anyways. so subjective. But guys, what about knowing the structure to... Because, like, I studied voice in undergraduate. Like, I studied singing. And I remember the first semester there, like, we have to learn the standards. Like, we have to learn Latin. We have to learn Italian. And then, mm-hmm. and then from there, you can learn jazz. And I was like, well, wait. Jazz singers didn't do this. Like, professional... Like, people who created this genre didn't like study Italian first right and there's this whole like argument between like do you have to learn the standards to go break the mold which is what Mm -hmm. I was just talking about which like a lot of people say you do like that's also like that's a very improv thing as Mm -hmm. well it's like uh you yes and until you know how and then you can start Mm -hmm. saying no Mm -hmm. like yeah and I think it's like unless you're some sort of special genius artist person who's like creating something new and fresh, like most people have to go through the rigor of like learning the thing and then learning how to break the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's interesting because like when you come to when it comes to storytelling, you want to know like the want of these people and like mm-hmm. why they matter. Usually, no matter what. I would assume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, want to identify you want to identify with it. You want to mm-hmm. like, oh, like, oh, I get why they're, oh my God, I totally get why they're hitmen because like mm-hmm. they had a fucked up childhood because they were orphans and like mm-hmm. they didn't have a natural ability to relate to family or familial people around them. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, your backstory <laughs> is, is better. <laughs> like now so I'll basically, watch... I'm going to make Pulp Fiction too and yeah. it's going to be better. <laughs> no, just Pulp Fiction, to. like the addendum, but whatever that word is for the big, like, I'm gonna Star Wars it. I'll Star Wars Mm -hmm. it. I'll Star Wars Pulp Fiction. There is a lot of like (laughs) episode one. (laughs) Pulp Fiction episode one. What the the fuck? Get out of here. Katie, no one wants to watch (laughs) this. Yes, everyone wants to watch it. Everyone wants to Um, watch it. I'll get John, I'll get Johnny and Sammy (laughs) as they are right now. And it'll be them playing themselves Uh, as their younger selves, but at, but they're old now, so it'll be like a flash <laughs> back, but also a flash forward. It's like pin 15, but with them yeah. playing their middle school yeah. selves. Yeah. I still need to watch uh, that. Don't spoil it It's No spoilers here. So, uh, this... I think that Pulp Fiction's about, like, grace. Just anyway. The, the period, the, just the word? No, like, giving people grace. Because it ends with that moment mm. you saw. Mm. But also, in Redemption, the, in the grace. rape scene, there's a big grace moment. You're right. I think it's about grace. I could 
agree with that. Even in like the most fucked up world. Yeah. Um, but just to go back to the writing thing you guys were talking about, this is a perfect segue into um, Katie. Mm. Um, hi, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having um, me. This was fun. Do you have like things you want to tell our listeners, like performances or social medias or like anything about you, like any fun fact about you that you want to share like on your way out? Um, <laughs> I mean, fun fact. Uh, I was Bill Murray twice from Space Jam for Halloween. <laughs> At what ages? Uh, like 22 and 24. <laughs> <laughs> Two years apart. Yeah. I wish it was like 13 mm. and 21. No. Like, Recycled from right now. Um, you can follow me on the social meds at, at Kath Novotny, aka Kathleen, but just K A T H Novotny, N O V O T N Y. Uh, if well, you guys, you're Kathleen Katie, like I go by Katie, but my name's cool. Kathleen. Yeah, Kathleen Katie. Yeah, so Kath Novotny. Like any yeah. other Katie. It's kind of like no vote. Yeah. And why without the E? And People call me no bots. And please vote, guys. Sometimes. But yeah, please. It's like no vote without the E and Y. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's how I learned mm-hmm. how to spell your name. Boom. Yeah, nailed it. Thank um, you. If, I don't even know how to like, if you go to my Instagram, my my link is uh, to our most recent pilot that we shot, my writing partner mm-hmm. and I, awesome. called The Unthinkable, which is a... Uh, it's a serial, like the podcast, uh, mixed with American Vandal type genre about a woman, an investigative journalist, Hannah McMahon, trying to figure out why this, why the fuck this woman, Sophia, would say no to a marriage proposal. Cause like, who fucking does that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> why would you do, why would you not want to get married? Um, so that, you can look that up. Um, you can also look up our, uh, our web series, <laughs> Guilty, which is about growing up with Catholic guilt and being an adult in the world today. Wow. Um, so you can check out. The Unthinkable is the pilot. The Unthinkable. Guilty has two seasons uh, of a web series. Cool. Guilty the web series, if you want to check that out. That got into the New York Television Festival a couple years ago. So you could check that out. Proud. Let's check um, that out. That's cool. Uh, I write on Medium sometimes. I try to tweet in the morning and at night because that's when... Uh, the algorithm is best. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so tweet, is, is Twitter so, the same as your Instagram? Twitter and Instagram Kath are the same. Navani mm-hmm. with a K. Yep. I don't know when my next show is, but if I have one, I'll be on my Instagram. I'll talk about it. Amazing. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. This was a delight. Mary? Yeah. Hi. What's 36 divided by 6? Six? 6. That was fast. That's our show! I'm getting smarter. Amazing. <laughs>